Welcome to the Legion of Impact, where our goal is to bring you tactical ideas, insights, and meaningful conversations to help you build a life that you're proud of and positively impact the world. Now for your host, Anthony Hamilton. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Legion of Impact. My name is Anthony. I am the host of this podcast. And as always, I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Avery. And today we have a special episode um, with Mrs. Cassie Haller, who is a realtor in the Rochester area and a mother and just doing a whole lot of things. And so uh, this is our first official real estate kind of conversation on the podcast. And Whereas the rest have maybe been like, you know, maybe political or just other conversations. So we're excited to hop into this and and let, uh, you know, our listeners kind of see how things are being done in this area. And, um, you know, uh, let's uh, let's get into it. What's going on, guys? How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. What's up, Avery? What's up? Um, yeah. Uh, so in your intro, you know, you're talking about. um <clears throat> how how things are being done and and here in uh looks like my ears are pushed out okay yeah you got um, you got big ears anyway um so yeah think i mean in in the rochester area specifically there's a lot of there's a lot of paper play right and there's a lot of um agents and and business people doing things the same way and and not really focusing on relationships not really focusing on like the sustainability of business and that's one of the biggest reasons that we want to take Cassie on the podcast because it seems as if she's doing everything the right way. She's building those relationships. She's she's creating a following on social media. Um, I like the way she's doing it on social media. Uh, and obviously, all of our listeners know that you and I, Anthony, are are huge into the social media aspect of it and and making sure that things are being done the right way. Um, but with all of that being said, Cassie, um, who is Cassie Haller? Where are you from? What 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 did you do before real estate? Did you go to college? Not go to college? What's all that look like? Yeah, so um, I got into real estate. I am just finishing up my fifth year, um, and before that, I graduated college with a double major in um, healthcare administration and psychology. Uh, so it's a little bit um, far-fetched getting into real estate. Yeah, oh yeah, I use my uh, psychology knowledge probably more than I would if I was actually in this psychology field. <laughs> do, right. do your clients know that? Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. And even before they know that, um, a lot of my clients view me as more than just like their agent. They will view me as, you know, Hey Cassie, Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out about this. And I have just always had that natural, like, um, people dump everything on me. Right. Um, because I, I must put out that energy that I I'm compassionate. I like to listen to people. I like to help people with whatever Avenue that they're going through. And if they don't know that I have a psychology major, I go, and this is why <laughs> I must yeah. have gotten my degree before knowing I was even getting into real estate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coincidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I, I graduated college. Um, I ended up not going into the field um, with either of my degrees. And I actually stayed a bartender for a very long time. <laughs> 
Um, from where'd you there, bartend? I, what was that? Where'd you bartend? At the distillery in Greece, and oh, okay. I was there for the better part of a decade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. And yeah, long, long time. Um, and then from you know from my bartending age or my bartender years, I was about to turn thirty, and going from twenty nine to thirty, I had a little bit of a breakdown of oh my gosh. I'm going to be 30 and I might, am I just going to be a bartender for the rest of my life? Um, and I had a friend that was in the business and she said, well, why don't you just become a real estate agent? <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's try that. <laughs> just hops so, into it. Yeah. So I literally just hopped, hopped into it. You know, I, I got licensed, um, certified, um, from there I joined a team pretty quickly and that was the beginning of my career. So who what were did, you with at first? Did you did you join Remax first or North Shore first? No, so I actually joined um, an even smaller brokerage before Remax, okay. and I was um, at, you know that small brokerage for uh, maybe three months max. Realized it okay. wasn't the right fit for me, um, and being a new agent, um, I felt I needed a little bit more support, education, training, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when I joined Remax. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And so were you on a team at Remax? Did you start on yes. a team at Remax? How how yes, did that I go? Because now you're not on a team, right? You're you're individual. How did yeah. you like the team aspect? Do you feel like it helped you as a new agent? Absolutely. And I actually tell, um, when I was mentoring agents, I tell them, um, I try and figure out what their end goal is, right? Um, how quickly do you want to succeed? And what what tools do you have in your back pocket to do so? Um, when I was entering the real estate world, I knew nothing and um, I really, really felt that I needed to join a team to kind of take my success from zero to 100 in a uh, very, very quick manner. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. I was on the team for one year. Um, I got as much training, education, and um, an insane amount of leads. So you're basically thrown out to the wolves. And mm -hmm. um, you are building your book of business learn. at an extremely quick pace. Mm -hmm. And so I was lucky enough to be able to take everything I learned in that 12 months, um, decide that I wanted to leave the team atmosphere, and then I moved over to... Um, uh, a, another small brokerage uh, where I was started my solo agent career. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And how do you feel like, how do you feel like you transitioned? Did business decrease? Did business increase? Did you, were you more, did it decrease, but you were more profitable? What's that look like? Yes. So I, um, the main reason that I ended up leaving the team atmosphere and deciding that that wasn't the right environment for me was because I was doing so much business, which is, you know, great. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I take quality of life um, very seriously. Yeah. And that's um, burning the candle at both ends really was not the best um, environment for me. And what was that? Did you have kids at the time? I had one at the time. Okay. Okay. And yeah. So, you know, you have the family life. Um, and I was, I decided that once I, you know, wanted to go to the solo agent, I knew that there was going to be a bit of a transition period and there definitely was. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say my business decreased, but you're right on the money 
my although my business decreased, my profitability increased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was making more and doing less. <laughs> that, because you had, you know you one had of splits the... at Remax, right? So on on the team yeah. you had the. Did you have a brokerage split as well as a team split, or was that kind of grouped in or included? Yeah, so that was all grouped in um, okay. when I was on the team, and it was, but it was a very hefty split. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It was, you know, very very hefty. I was working for little to nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, lately we've been talking to a lot of agents, and and you know, one of the things is like, yeah, you know, I'm on a I'm on a team, uh, and. I make 45% of my commissions or 35, like we, we heard 35 the other day, um, or wow. 50% and, uh, the team leader doesn't pay for anything, right? Because lenders pay for it or whatever, you know, yeah. but the team lead is still taking, uh, 50% of the commission for basically nothing, honestly. Um, because they don't, they don't get anything special in terms of like a CRM or, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's around having like that conversation of like, Hey, initially it's going to be a shock because your volume is going to decrease. Right. Yeah. But if you look at your profitability, it's probably going to increase because you're not giving out half of your fucking commission to a yeah. team leader, you know, and nothing against, um, you know, I, Anthony and I have never been, a, a team um, person, you know, like we, we never really saw the full value. And, and now looking back, like to your point, we probably should have, we probably mm-hmm. should have had been on a team when we first got in the business because we fell in under a broker who, uh, just had some ethical issues and, and, and so on and so forth. But like, it was throwing out to the wolves, like, Hey, go meet with builders. You know, it's right. like, all right, what conversation do I have? You know, how do I have that conversation and what builders do I know? And, you know, like I, I, I need to, a build is going to take six months and I need to put food on the table today, you know? Um, and so looking back, joining a team probably would have been beneficial for us. Um, but at this point it's like, it's like, even though we didn't sell as much volume, we probably made more money than a lot of the agents on the team that were selling a similar amount. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of go through those trials and tribulations to figure out like what works in business, what, what doesn't. And um, one thing that we, we always say uh, and, and we noticed it with you is that, um, you know, a lot of people try and fit into real estate uh, and we try to get real estate to fit us. Right. And, and it seems that you're doing the same thing. So like throughout the first couple of years, talk to us about what that looked like in terms of trying to make real estate fit you and your lifestyle, because you said that work-life balance was huge for you. So what did, what did that look like? And like, what were some of the challenges that you faced that you had to overcome and how did you overcome them? Yeah. So, um, I think this is with any career, but um, really in your face in real estate and any sales um, heavy career, but you have this constant, um, almost like eyeglass on you at all times. Are you living up to the expectations of the top producers, you know, that are listed here on this list? Are you doing everything that they're doing? Um, You know, and there are some old school methods that people still 
will teach new agents that have maybe, you know, been thrown to the wayside because they, they don't really work in this type of environment um, right. that we're in now. Um, and or <laughs> they don't work for the personality that you're teaching them, teaching it to. Um, yep. And I think that that is a huge um, something that we're lacking in the real estate community is that it's not a one size fits all type of um, business. Um, and the other thing that I am constantly saying is this is 100% a people business. This is not a, um, you know, a money sign business. Yes, you can make a lot of money. You can make a great living, but if you're in it just to make money, um, the likelihood of you succeeding to the level that you want to succeed and being happy and producing um, the types of uh, environments for your clients that are going to keep them coming back to you and referring them, referring people to you, um, it's going to be really hard to upkeep. So um, I heavily, and I say this to everybody that I talk to, this is 100% of people business. You have to know people, understand people, and be compassionate about people and realize that this is not a cookie cutter um, situation that we're in, no matter what, each transaction is different, each client is different, and each agent is different. Mm -hmm. um, so we're constantly kind of moving things around. Um, so I think in my first year or maybe 18 months, it took a lot of um, me getting to realize that on my own because I was being taught by an older school agent who this is how it's done and there's no other option. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to succeed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and Sorry. So that that's one thing that I think, you know, we we like to harp on a lot um, more so recently is like we see, you know, and you see it too, uh, a ton of agents, you know, they're spending a ton of money on Zillow leads and Realtor.com leads and they're just dishing them out to their agents probably or they're keeping them themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's so many of them that there's no way to possibly follow up with them. There's no way to maintain those relationships. And so when you look at how much repeat business some of these agents have, it's it's all brand new business. They don't have a necessarily right. a referral business because they can't possibly keep up with all those Zillow leads, right? And yeah. mm -hmm. and follow up after the sale and maintain those relationships. And so that's like our biggest kind of um uh thing with Zillow and Realtor.com is just cause you can't maintain those relationships. I don't care who you are. You could be the best at you know, texting and calling people and meeting them, doing whatever, you're not yeah. going to maintain 300, 400, 500 relationships at the same time, you know, and yeah. have all of those people remember you. It's it's just yeah. not going to happen. And the, and the part about right. that is that, like, anytime you rely on that new business coming in, you're, to Cassie's point, you're, you're basically trying to appeal to the masses. Um, and... And at some point, right, realtors need to understand that, hey, I'm not a fit for everybody, right? right? And and they're not a fit for me, for my business, right? They're not they're not who I want to work with. That's not the kind of person I want to work with. Or, you know, the like some teams have certain qualifications. It has to be a certain price point. Um, otherwise, you're not going to work with them, so on and so forth, right? And I think that is powerful in terms of like work-life balance, especially, and then the happiness of a business owner and then the happiness of a client as well is like having that mesh, right? Like having that personality match or just being able like, Hey, 
I don't need you to be my agent right now. I need you to be a friend because I'm fucking freaking out. Right. So like part of that back to your psychology degree is like, you have to be that counselor and, um, and uh, you know, having real estate, um, like trying to fit real estate is just, that's an old school method right now. We're actually, um, we're talking with one agent, uh, with a green and yellow company. And, uh, she's like, she's like, man, I'm trying to learn some new stuff regarding investments. Like my target market is investors. I want to house hack. I want to do all this stuff. And, uh, my mentors that are taking 35% of my income, um, can't even teach me that they can't teach me that. And they tell me that I can't go and learn from anyone else. And because like, I'm only supposed to learn here. And that is just like, in my opinion, that's just a recipe for a, uh, inorganic, uh, agent client relationship because she's being forced into Mm -hmm. residential sales when she doesn't want to do residential. She wants to do investment. Right. And, um, that's just, she's, she's going to be super unhappy that way. Uh, and I don't, first of all, I don't understand, like if a mentor is telling you (laughs) not to go for one side of business, like why, like that's business, right? Why wouldn't they, why, why would they try and steer you away from what you think you want to do? Right. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Just cause it's not for them doesn't mean it's not for this agent that wants to pursue this. And, you know, if, if they don't have the knowledge base, uh, Mm -hmm. to help guide them correctly, it is their job as their, as being the mentor to this new agent to get them in front of somebody who does have experience in that, that area. Um, yeah, but you're right about the whole inorganic relationships. I mean, I speak heavily on that. Um, always staying your authentic self too throughout this business is very difficult. And I am very heavy when I speak to um, new agents on that is always stay authentic to who you are, no matter Mm -hmm. if you're getting all this advice from six different people, you know, you need to know what feels good to you and what's going to, um, what you would know that you would feel good about doing. Yep. Yeah. Avery and I, uh, we, I mean, we talk about that a lot and you know, we, we kind of, him and I particularly, we, uh, break i guess what are the old school golden rules of um yeah. real estate conversations right is like don't talk about uh money religion and politics you know mm-hmm. and like we do kind of all of that but <laughs> it attracts our tribe it attracts the people yep. that want to work with us and that we like working with and going back to uh you know going back to just like you being happy in the business and not running yourself ragged like it's if you don't enjoy who you're working with, you're going to be miserable. Right. Oh, and yeah. it's just, it's, it or is you're trying to keep up about, with a story that that's not you. Yeah. You're trying to yeah. just consistently keep up with the story. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a time and a place for, okay, you know, we just don't talk about these things. Right. But, but it's also but, like, you know, I'm not going to shy away from conversations like that just because I'm afraid someone's not going to like it. Um, a, a, you know, a, potential client maybe right if they're talking about it like that's that's just how i operate with clients and in how uh we're all going to be happy is when we genuinely know each other cuz all yep. of all of mine and avery's clients we we take pride and you probably too that even after the transaction we don't care how old you are how young you are we're friends with you after the transaction and we mm-hmm. stay in yeah. touch and we take pride in that and 
the only way I feel like you can do that is if you are yourself. Because the second you They'll slip come up, out eventually. And, yeah, exactly. The second you slip up, they're going to recognize that and be like, wait, I'm, it, you know, it's like the classic, like the old time agent who has like that 30 year old business picture, you know, on their, mm-hmm. on their uh, business yeah. card. And it's like, <laughs> if, if I hire you and I think that that, uh, 30 year old version of you is what I'm getting. And I'm getting this, like, you know, I don't know, just 30 year older version, like, Right. I'm already probably not hiring you because it's fake. You know, it's just it's it's not real. It's not authentic. And that's yeah. not who I want to do business with, you know. And that's the mm-hmm. that's the power of social media, too. Um, You know, we constantly have new business cards on social media, right? Like like Cassie, every single listing that you have. Right. You're posting a picture of you out front of that house. Right. Yeah. Which I think is a awesome touch because it's like a personality element to that house that otherwise is just a picture of a house. Yeah. Right. right. So, so talk to us about your, your, um, your social media. Cause I, I think you do it really well, right? We're not, we're not, and I, and I don't think you are either. We're not the people that like want to post the, the market stats 24 seven and you know, yeah. like all the, the boring shit that no one really cares about. They just scroll past it. Right. But if you see, one of your friends in front of a house, right. That they just listed or like something that has personality to it or mm-hmm. pictures of your kids, uh, or you and your husband on a vacation or whatever, right. That adds personality to the business. Um, yeah. so where do you think you like found your voice on social media? Was it like when you were bartending? Was it when you first started in real estate or later on? Like talk to us about that. Yeah. So let me preface this by saying I'm still finding my voice. <laughs> um, of course, yeah. I, you know, I definitely feel as though I could do a lot better, post more frequently, you know, all those things. But again, that's voices from the outside telling me you should be doing it this way, right? So yeah. I, I, I battle with that. So I'm like, well, if they tell me I should post seven days a week, I'm only posting once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I'm the same way. <laughs> And then, you know, the other thing, and and I heard this on, um, it was somebody, you know, another podcast, um, another real estate podcast, one of those bigger ones, um, where, you know, this, this really big mega agent was talking about their social media, um, and how important it is. Like, think about your social media as you were sitting down at dinner with somebody and let's say this other person was not in real estate and you are, and all you spoke about was all your new listings, everything you've sold, the new houses, you know, all this stuff. And this other person has no interest in real estate, but that's all you're dishing out to them. They're not going to give two craps about going to dinner with you again. They're over it. Um, And they said, look at your social media basically the same way, you know, show yourself outside of real estate because you're a real person. You're not just a real estate agent. Um, and, and I think I touched on this a little bit before, but I mean, I, I really am friends with all of my clients. There's mm-hmm. not one client I have that I would not consider, um, a friend or see them out and go have coffee with them. Um, right. then they know my ins and outs. They know, you know, my, my family, my, um, my kids and, you know, when we go on vacations and why we go on vacations, um, and all of the things. So there's nothing that I really hide. I just try and be as authentic as possible. Um, 
but again, I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there, there's so many formulas, right. And they're like, there's always gurus, especially like in, in the real estate space. It's like, Oh, you got to post three or four times a week and it needs to be <sighs> one real estate, one life, one motivational, whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, let's just try and fit the brand, right? Like what, what is my brand? What is Cassie Haller's brand? Like, what am I actually trying to do? And who, like, how am I trying to portray myself? Right. And, and to your point about, like, I love that analogy of like sitting down at dinner because there are, you know, last year, um, we saw like the, uh, little award of like from Realogy or whatever it was that said like <laughs> top social media influencer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. For, um, for real estate. And it's like, we pull up some of these profiles of these people we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like home snap, home snap, home snap, home snap, like random listings. Yep. Right. And it's like, first of all, I see no value. Second of all, I don't know who the hell this agent is. I don't know if they have a family. I don't know like if they like to travel. I don't know if they like cars. I don't know if they like dancing. Right. Like who is this person? And, uh, and I think the days where, that privacy of a business person are over. Like, I think, yes. I, I think that people want to see uh, a personality behind the brand personality behind the business. And they want to know who they're working with. And especially over COVID, right. That customer experience is super important at this point because people yeah. were cooped up behind their computers all day and, you know, doing zoom meetings and this, that, and the other that like they want that customer experience. And, uh, you know, so like you saw, um, uh, right after COVID when like all the lockdowns started like going away and stuff, people started going out to restaurants again because they crave that experience. Right. It's like, I've been cooped up in my house. Like, so people want to be around other people. Like that's just human nature. And so if that's like the reason, like Anthony and I don't have a business page, Right. And it Me doesn't, I don't, yeah, exactly. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen one for you. So, um, and, and, you know, uh, at Keller Williams, when we were over at Keller Williams, it was like, oh, you have to have a business page and a personal page. Mm-hmm. And the business page is like where you post your business and personal page is your personal. It's like, yeah, but my brand is me. Yeah. Like people are working with me. I hate, I can't stand. There's a, I have a friend out of North Carolina and she's like, Oh yeah, I get my listings because I'm with KW. They see KW as, you know, the powerful being that they want to work with. And I was like, uh-uh. Like that's where you got it wrong. They want to work with you. They don't want to yeah. work with they don't care yeah. about necessarily yeah. Keller Williams. Sure, it helps, right? The resources and things help, but they want to work with you as a person. They like you. They don't they don't care about Gary Keller necessarily, you know. Yeah. They they care about you. Yeah. And I mean, I've been, I'm a great testament to this. I have been at big brokerages and I have been at boutique brokerages and that has neither, either one has neither like helped or hindered my, um, my business at all. People are working with me. They don't care what company I'm with. Right. They never even ask. No, No. in in, most of the time when, when we're working with clients, it's, you know, we get, down throughout the process and they're like, wait, what, what company are you with again? Like they don't even know it's, it's all about, you know, that relationship of knowing, liking and trusting you. 
And how mm-hmm. can they do that if all you're posting is a house? You know, yep. it's right. If you know, people want to connect with people. They want to connect with your story. That's how. That's what makes it relatable to them. You know, that's that's how they can see you and be like, you know what, this is. This seems like a person that actually cares about my interests genuinely, right? Not yeah. just not just getting a sale because when you're posting a house all the time, right, for sale or just listed or you know come call me or whatever. Like you're kind of just putting out there that you're in it for the transaction and that you're not necessarily intentional about a relationship, you know? And I, I think that hinders people's businesses. And, um, you know, if, if I'm a, if I'm a consumer, if I'm a buyer or seller personally, that's not somebody I want to work with just because I'm not seeing a, a real person back there. It's like a robot, you know? So kind, kind yeah, of I- like, like when I go to the grocery store, like I do the self checkout a lot, right? But but if there's like a a nice looking cashier there, like somebody who looks like a, a nice person and I want to go spark a conversation, like I'll go to the cashier, right? Mm-hmm. Just just because it's a real person. Like I don't know. And then sometimes I'm lazy and I go to self checkout, but like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but so so now you've switched over to Keller Williams, right? How long yes. you've been with KW? Um, this is going to be my second year. Okay. Okay. You liking it there? I do. I don't have any we, complaints. Yeah, we were, we were with, I, on like we say it all the time. KW was probably the best thing that ever happened to us mm-hmm. um, at the time. Right. Because we came from a real shitty experience uh, with a boutique brokerage and it was just uh, us two and another partner and then the broker and the broker was yeah. like, the one that was teaching us everything, but he was super old school. He came from the building community. And so like really cutthroat and super, uh, you know, we were buttoned up like all the time. It was suit and tie, suit and tie. And that wasn't us, you know, we're out of the Marine Corps. And so like, yeah, we looked at, we like to look nice, but that ain't us. And we're trying to fit into real estate. And, uh, so then when we went to KW, Susan Glenn's was like, was like, Hey, just be yourself. You know, just yeah. like they liked us in the brokerage. And so it was like, just be yourself. And um, and so that's where we found ourselves. And and I found that, you know, we we really could have that organic um business sense uh at that point. Like our relationships got a lot better. We weren't trying to pull any business that we could. Um and uh it was just Anthony, is something going on with the screen? Um, or is it I see it on my end. end. It, I mean, no, it it shows a little okay. bit blurry, but I mean, yeah, okay, it might be my Wi-Fi. We had we had trouble this morning. Our uh, power went out um, oh, about an hour before the show started. So, um, <laughs> but um, excuses. But so so, you know, you're at KW now. What do you think is like your future of real estate? Obviously, you have growing kids, right? You have a mm-hmm. husband. Does your husband work? He does. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are super busy, right? So like, what is the, what is the future for you and, and where you're going? Are you just trying to maintain what you've been doing because you've been doing it super well? Or like, do you want to start a team someday? Or like, what, what is, what is Cassie's vision? Yeah. So (laughs) I must really need to actually sit down and think about this because I have been asked this way too many times in the past couple of weeks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
but you know, I do have a general sense of where I want to go. You know, I think that a lot of people think the normal trajectory um, of a successful agent is to start their own team. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that's where I'm going to be heading. Um, mm -hmm. I, like I said before, my work-life balance is way too important to me to really disrupt that. Um, and I would never want to put myself in a position where I would not be able to fully dive in um, and be that leader that that agents need. Yep. Um, so I have taken that off of my maybe list. Um, and I, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you got to think of all the things, right? Yep. <laughs> um, I really do enjoy being a solo agent. I do like helping new agents. Um, I was uh, part of the mentor program here at, at Keller Williams for a bit. And mm -hmm. um, I really do enjoy doing that. Um, unfortunately, my, my personal life um, with my kids, both in two different sports, um, really took over. And yeah. I had to t take a little bit of a step back from mentoring new agents for a little bit. Um, but I really did like doing that. So I could see something like that in the future again for me. Um, but if we're speaking long term, um, I really do want to continue on the path that I'm on right now. I mean, maybe scale just slightly. Um, mm -hmm. But I really like I work 100% referral based um, right. and that brings in um, a good amount of business for myself where I am able to give each client personal attention, care, quality, um, the experience that I absolutely um, expect to be able to give everybody without mm -hmm. feeling overwhelmed. Um, this is the hugest decision most people will ever make and um, I believe that each client deserves that personal touch and undivided attention when they're speaking. Yeah. So um, I'm at the point where I'm really happy where I'm at, um, but I can see myself going into different areas of real estate just for personal development um, and building more wealth. So that's more like the investment side and stuff like that. But yeah. as far as an agent, I, I'm good at where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And go ahead, Avery. No, I was just going to say like, you know, so many, like you said, so many agents are caught up in like the trajectory of like getting to X amount of volume and then starting a team and doing this and mm -hmm. that and the other. And, it, and, and sometimes I think it's irresponsible for certain people to do that. You know, if you're not showing up to team functions, if you're not, if you're always on vacation and you never answer your team members phone calls, yeah, when we like, our, so our office was nearby another office and uh, a, a team office. And um, a lot of those agents would come over and start asking us questions because their their team leader was never around and they couldn't get yeah. them on the phone and so on and so forth. And so it's like, yep. yeah, the money's great, right? You have the possibility to do something amazing, but it's irresponsible at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, and so so you think like the the coaching path, coaching or like you know more of like mentorship and stuff is yeah. really what you're what you're shooting for that's yeah, like and your that would, yeah mm -hmm. and that would be more um i feel like i would have more of a ability to um you know kind of cut myself off um as far as allowing how many people i am mentoring at one time um yeah. you have a little bit more control over that and I hold myself to an extremely high standard. Um, yeah. So I, I don't ever want to fall short on anything that I'm doing. 
So I'm always doing a self-analysis and making sure that I am, you know, doing everything to the quality, like I said before, that I I would expect if I was in the reverse situation. Um, And when it comes down to me, like people are like, you know, don't you want something bigger and better? And I'm like, you know, I don't want to be the Walmart of real estate. Uh, I really enjoy being kind of like I'm using this business term, you know, business kind of analogy here, but I... I like being that local small business like mom and pop where people walk up to me and they know me and love me and yeah. they continue to bring people to me. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the the feel and environment that I go for in my business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so so on, on the mentorship side, being at, at KW's uh, mentorship program, Avery and I were part of that as well. And we we absolutely loved it. It was um, for us, it was 100 percent you know, our path. That was, I think that was it. Um, what are some questions or some, I guess, some hurdles that new agents tend to have when you're, you know, when you, you meet with them, are you, are you a very hands-on kind of mentor? Are you like very in it with them? I am, but that's because I treat everybody like they're my best friend. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, you know, and it's, I think I do uh, what the way I mentor is probably the complete opposite that everybody else in the program mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe besides a lot us. Of people <laughs> are very like systematic and, and yeah. um, I am not. I am mm-hmm. very, like I said before, this is a people business. You need yeah. to Real do a lot life. of self-reflection and you yeah. need to stay authentic to yourself. So Mm -hmm. yes, go out there and learn and know everything that you can possibly know, but that doesn't mean do it all. Um, And I think that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that new agents have is what the heck, how do I succeed? How do I go from A to B to now Z? How do I get to the finish line? Um, And obviously everybody has trouble with leads and things like that, but that's a different story. I think the biggest point that I draw to my mentees has always been to stay authentic to yourself and figure out what you can sustain in your business. So if somebody yeah. says you need to be on the on the phone, um, you know, cold calling 10 to 15 people a day, and you know that as a personality and as an individual, you hate talking on the phone, yeah. do not sign up for that. Figure right. out yeah. a different way to make those touches. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so we're always doing that self-reflection and, and what what is going to be authentic to them so that they can sustain that and that so that people can really feel that they are getting to know that, um, that real person as an agent. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. Cause you know, it, it drove us bonkers that we, we'd get some, some new agents come in and they would, they'd be coming back from a class and they'd come talk to us and, you know, they'd say, Oh, so-and-so like, you know, told us create the Facebook business page so that we can run ads and, run a $25 ad here and there or whatever. And it's like, like, no, like you're a new agent. Chances are like you haven't got a lot of money. Yeah. Like you, well, you might have money, but like you haven't got a paycheck to sustain that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and also like, do you know how to track the ROI of that? And you know, that's completely separate, but like they're telling you to spend all this money that you might not have, or you haven't made yet. And that's not, you know, our opinion that's not a great model yet right until there's some um track record there well like, that teacher's not doing it either 
yeah, right. Well, and yeah, they're not doing it either. But if <laughs> you know, if you worked in outside sales before, like go go talk to local business owners because you like doing that, right? Or if that's what they like doing, like mm-hmm. you know, go go talk to them. You don't have to run a Facebook ad, right? If you're not a social like Avery and I, obviously we like to get people on social media because it's the quickest way to reach a hundred people or two hundred people or three hundred people, right? And it's free. Yeah. But if that's not you and you instead like that face to face, like go out to a bar, right? Go to a bar and go yeah. talk to people. Sip on water. Like <laughs> you know. Did going back just kinda off topic, it was a question I wanted to ask earlier was did bartending really help you, do you think? In meeting people and and for and also like knowing how to talk to people as well. Yeah, I mean, so I I was a bartender. That's what put me through college, um, and then after college, of course, right. So, um, I mean, I still have people I haven't bartended in four years now, um, and I still have people that call me from the bar. Hey, Cass, I have you know this person who wants to buy or sell a house, um, you know, it's because you create those relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. how to talk to people, you know, how to listen to people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the big thing is listening. Um, and so skills like that, you know, you take with you and it, it moves right into real estate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. uh, I've I've seen a lot of real estate agents who have been bartenders or maybe still are and it just they rock it because of that. Like it's yeah. such a yeah. great transferable skill um in what you learn when you're when you're a bartender, right? Or a hostess or something like that, like working mm-hmm. in the restaurant space or bar space. Like I think that's a, a great transferable skill that a lot of people can capitalize on in a sales type profession. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I've really enjoyed this conversation, Cassie. I wanted I want to I want to do more with you as far as like collaboration and stuff because I think that you're doing things the right way. I think, you know, the the whole the relationship side of the business and intentionally taking n- not less business, but not as much as you could, right? It's if you start over profits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and I I think that is the new way of business. I don't think that like getting everybody under the sun is sustainable. I don't think that it's a good business model, right? The Walmarts of the Mm -hmm. world is not necessarily a great business model for local realtors, right? For a service-based company, it's not, that's not realistic. It's not practical. Um, Right. And so I, I'd like to do um, some more like collaboration. Maybe we can like hold an event together or something like that um, because we're looking at yeah. doing some events and stuff and uh, lunch and learns. But we're big on like, hey, not just one broker. Right. Like, let's get everybody. Yeah. Let's get all of the agents because there's a lack in um, the profession right now uh, where there's like a knowledge gap. There's just like people that are quite frankly, there's, you know, some of the some of the saltier agents are just douches to the new agents right yes. and and so i want to do more like collaboration events things like that to get everybody together and, and like we're all in it together let's pick each other's brains let's mastermind see what's working what's not working and get yeah. around real people that are doing like good solid business right yeah um 
So uh, we'll we'll talk offline about that. But um, I know uh, you and Anthony got to get wrapping up. I have uh, pretty much an empty day until a showing later and a coaching call later. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you actually, let me ask you this question before we wrap up. What is and this is this goes into um, our podcast. Uh, oh man, I was gonna ask the question. Title. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Take it away. Take it away. Uh, so, so, so we didn't we didn't prepare you for this, Cassie. But, um, you know this this podcast, everything that we talk about, whether it's business or if it's, you know, even like the political side or literally anything that we talk about on this podcast, is intended to make an impact on um some level, right, in some way, shape, or form. And so, uh, basically, what we built this podcast around was the question of what is the impact that you wish to leave in the world, right? So I think we'd like to pose that question to you because you're somebody who, you know, you show that you're doing things the right way. You show that uh, you're a genuinely good person, that you care about people. Um, it shows in your business too, right? And, you know, I know you do a lot of mindset coaching and, and stuff like that too. So you wouldn't be doing that if you didn't care about impacting people in on some level, right? So um, I, I guess maybe the the best quick answer you can give us is, you know, what is the impact that you wish to leave on the world? Yeah, um, this can get real deep, guys. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. We're here for it. What about it? So um, I'll keep this, I guess, as uh, surface level as possible. Um, but I think, especially with having two daughters, um, I have really grown to realize that this world is really, really much in need of, um, social media is fantastic, right? We love social media. Social media is Mm -hmm. great, um, for a lot of different things, but the worst thing that social media does for us is it puts us in this constant comparison, um, situation and, I really want to help people combat that. So that goes to literally every single level of our personal and professional lives. Um, We're in a constant comparison and it's really taking a toll on uh, a lot of people mentally and really, really screwing up their mindsets. Um, So I think that that is um, one of the major things that that I would like to leave back, um, you know, beyond me is to try and teach people to really get out of that comparison um, terrible cycle that really it steals all of your joy from you um, and get out of that and really start to hone back into ourselves um, where people really did a lot of self-reflection before social media um, and really get back into that and figure out, you know, who we are authentically instead of who we are online. Yeah. 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 Love that. Love it. Um, that's that's one of the biggest things is everyone looks for happiness and joy and pride and all this stuff and maybe a significant other or keeping up with the Joneses and you know so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but it's like you got to find it within yourself. And I'm just like you. I don't believe that you can find it when you're constantly trying to compare yourself to everybody else's um, highlight reel on social media. Yeah. Right. 100%. So, love it. Love it. Love it. Cool. Well. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Legion of Impact. Cassie, thank you so much for hopping on this podcast, and hopefully we can yeah. get you some new followers um, and maybe some mentees uh, in the business. Um, 
but uh, let's stay in touch uh, and do some collaboration together in the future. Where What's Great. the best way for people to reach out to you? Instagram, Facebook? Instagram, yeah. yeah. Close with Cassie. Okay. Close with Cassie. Close cool. With- Got it. Well, we, we genuinely appreciate you coming on and taking this time. We know you're you're busy, so um, thanks so much. We appreciate it. And, um, and guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, until the next episode, we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye, guys. Peace.